What's up, everybody? We are live. Welcome to the All About the Birds Fantasy and Gambling Show. As Adam says, playoff edition. Good evening, Adam. Good evening, everybody tuning in. I'm Phil Stifel, as always, joined by my partner, Jason Sullivan. Everybody forgets, just because the playoffs started does not mean fantasy football and gambling is over. There's lots of money to be made this weekend, and that's what we're here to do is, is break down all the games, their fantasy impacts on all our money that we have to uh, waste away and spend on these lineups <laughs> on DraftKings and FanDuel and wherever else you play. So everybody watching, make sure you hit that like button, that share button, retweet if you're on Twitter, if you're on Sportscaster, click, you know, share, click like, you know, drop a little donation maybe into the donation box. You never know, whatever. Good style. Thanks for checking in. We appreciate everybody's support all year. It's been a lot of fun doing this fantasy show with Jason and all of our rotating guests that we've had on through the show. But like I said, it's playoffs. Season-long fantasy is over, yes. But daily fantasy goes on right through the Super Bowl. So we are here to talk about it. Jason, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. This is actually one of my favorite weeks of the year in terms of football and fantasy football, to be honest with you. I feel like it, there's money to be made, and I feel like there's a lot of good games this weekend. So I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm super pumped because first off, I mean, the six, first off, we have six games instead of four games this weekend. You know, first time with the extra playoff spot in each league. And all six matchups, I can find something intriguing out of each matchup. And on the third end of it, I love two and three game slates. I hate the one game slate games. Like when Super Bowl Sunday comes, I'm sure I'll put a fantasy lineup out there. But I hate single game slates. And I also hate on the flip side, regular season Sundays when you got 12 games to choose from and you just don't know which way to go three games and two games i love i love the monday to thursday slate when it, when DraftKings puts them out and all where you're just picking the monday night game and the thursday night game it's where i make my most success in everything so that being said where are you looking this weekend because DraftKings, which is where we spend most of our time doing our research they got saturday slate they got a sunday slate of games and then they got some smaller saturday sunday which includes all six games where are you going to be spending your focus and your money this weekend i like the three game slates to be honest with you i'm gonna play some saturday game i'm probably gonna play like three or four saturday slates probably three or four sunday slates and i'll probably go maybe one or two of the six game slates like like you said though i think three games is perfect obviously there's guys that are going to be you know pretty heavily owned the stacks are probably going to be pretty heavily owned but you can differentiate other places and it's just a matter of what strategy you want to use so i actually think that there's more thinking that goes into this kind of slate and i like it i'm a big fan so yeah, yeah, like I said, probably three, probably three, three lineups in each, and then probably two, one or two in the six game. All right. Well, let, let, let's start with the Saturday slate. Then um, we got three great games on Saturday. Now my not, my notes might be a little out of date because I've done like seventeen shows in the last three days. Um, <laughs> so I've got the one o'clock game on Saturday. It's the uh, Indy against Buffalo. Buffalo was a six and a half point favorite. Don't know if that's still the case or not. Haven't updated my uh, my numbers there. Um, it's still six Rams. and a half. Yeah, it's still six and a half. You got the Rams in the afternoon. Uh, they're the underdog against Seattle at four points. Last I looked, we got Tampa Bay as the night game uh, going on the road against the Washington football team. Tampa Bay is obviously a heavy favorite there as well. Um, let, let, let's go game by game. Um, who stands out? I mean, obviously, looking at those three games, you got to be thinking quarterback. Probably in the first game, Josh Allen is going to be super heavily favored, is he not? Yeah, he's going to be huge owned. I think he'll probably go. If I meant not favorite, uh, I mean owned. Sorry. Yeah, 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 owned. Yeah, I think he'll probably be 30 40%, but I'm okay with it. I feel like he's 
head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of that slate. So I'm playing Josh Allen 100%. Um, okay. Maybe not 100% of my lineups that I, that came out wrong, <laughs> but I'm playing him a lot. Uh, he's 7,500. I love him. 27.3 points per game this year. 32 points per game over the last three. So the dude's on fire. He barely even played last game. I think he mm-hmm. played half the game. So love him. I think the obvious stack is Diggs. Everybody's going to play that, I think, but I don't even care. Um, 27.8 points per game over the last five. It's like, what not to like about that? I feel like you can get unique in this one. I think a lot of people are going to stack John Brown, which is probably the best value. But I think you can stack a tight end in there, even Buffalo's defense. Um, so I don't really care how chalky this gets. I'm playing Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs for sure. Yeah. I mean, I look at it and I kind of feel the same way because obviously, I mean, there's three fantastic games here. But if you look at the other quarterbacks, are you really going to pick Phillip Rivers? I mean, he's good, but fantasy-wise, he's not great. And he's had a lot of lack of success, I should say, in the playoffs, especially in cold-weather stadiums in the playoffs. Um, The Rams, is Jack Goff going to play? And if he does play, is he going to be healthy? Who knows there? You know, Seattle, Russell Wilson, I mean, that game against the Rams, it's offense versus defense. So can you trust Russell Wilson going up against the Rams' defense? It's a question. And then obviously well, they're, I mean, not letting, they're not letting Russ cook anymore. Like uh, how they said at the beginning of the year, like he's not throwing yeah. the ball, you know, nearly as he's throwing the ball, you know, 25, 30 times a game. I don't trust him against that defense. I don't, that could be like a, you know, I know they have a good offense, but that could be like a 2017 kind of game. I so actually I don't like feel Russ. that way extremely like that too. And then, and then of course, Tam, Tam, Tom, the Tampa Tom Brady, you know, against Washington. I mean, everyone just assumes Tom Brady's a good play there, but Washington is still a great defense. And the way you slow down Tampa Bay is you put pressure on Tom Brady, and that front four of Washington can do that and put pressure on Tom Brady. So I, you say 30 to 40% Josh Allen. Looking at the Saturday slate, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the some of the, uh, some of the events that Josh Allen isn't own 50% in some of those yeah. slates. I have a feeling I'm going to take Josh Allen, and he's going to be owned in 50% of the games because – Honestly, where else are you going to go? Exactly. I mean, and I is think there you brought, one you brought, of the six quarterbacks you would pick? I don't think so, to be honest with you. You brought up a, a really good point about that Washington-Tampa game, too. I feel like that's going to be an interesting game. It's not – I don't know. When I first looked at it, I was like, eh, Tampa Bay is going to win. But then I thought, you know, it's at night. It's going to be cold probably. It's a front four that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And Brady stinks when he has pressure. I mean, most quarterbacks do. But he stinks when he has pressure on him. Yeah, I mean, Adam's going with uh, Wilson, Lockett, and Metcalf. I don't, I don't think that's as super smart as it sounds because, again, the Rams' defense, I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey, who has shut down Metcalf each time he's played him this year. Tyler Lockett has disappeared a lot of this year. And, again, like, like Jason says, Russell Wilson's not cooking like he used to. They're, they're, not, they're not getting him on the run. They're not moving him around. I mean, that defense is, or that offense of Seattle has gotten very stagnant, even though they were, they were cooking really well earlier in the year. Well, and Lockett's one of those guys that is going to get you either – he's going to break the slate and get 40 or he's going to get you five points. Like, exactly. there's no in between. So, that's – yeah, I wouldn't – I'd stay away from that game if I were yeah, you. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a point in time where I actually thought that Alex Smith was a sneaky play because Tampa's defense isn't the greatest. They're going to have to put up points to keep up with, you know, Tampa. But being that it's the 8-15 game, you're going to have to – you're, you're, you're going to take Alex Smith to save money elsewhere. But if Alex Smith, there's still question marks if he plays. And even if he does play, there was a report today that Ron Rivera said that they might run a quarterback rotation. So you might not see Alex Smith out there enough to make it worth it. If Alex Smith was 100% healthy, I think he would be a sneaky play this weekend. But because of that, I feel like 
if I do two or three Saturday slates, I'm probably picking Josh Allen in all of them. Yeah, I think that's smart. Like you said, Alex Smith is like, what, especially an injured Alex Smith, what's his ceiling? 18 points, 20 points maybe? Where yeah. you're talking about I Josh had, Allen. He had a couple 300 plus yard passing games this year. He did. He did. One was against the Lions, though, when he threw 55 <laughs> times, which he's not, he's not going to do that this game. But Let's I mean, see. I don't know. Like you said, Josh Allen, though, I don't care how old he is, he could put up 40 for you. And he, if you don't have him, you're screwed. Even in the game against Detroit, where he threw for 390 yards, he only put up 19 fantasy points. Right. But again, if you took him at say two percent at his price, and say he, you know, you know, was only owned by two three percent for 5100, you know, 19 points is really good for 5100. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be okay with that. But the odds of him playing enough to get that 19, 19 points, it's it's just not a, it's not a smart play in my opinion. No, I agree with you. So I, I think we're all in agreement. It's it's Josh Allen. He's the number one quarterback on Saturday for sure. Honestly, when we break down Sunday, he might be one or two overall, even in, in my opinion, this this weekend. Yeah, all yeah he's number one for me. So overall. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So let, let's let's look at the running backs from those three games. Um the running back slate for this weekend, at least on Saturday, it's not as strong. I mean, it's not like you've got your stud, most of your stud running backs out there. If you look at it, the Saturday slate, Taylor from Indianapolis, he's the highest cost running back, 7,900. Your next highest cost is Chris Carson from Seattle at 5,900. So they're, they're putting all their eggs that it's going to be a passing weekend based off of that. Is is that the right way to think about it? No, I think it completely is too. And I think, Taylor's a good play, but the problem is, is if you want to get Allen in your lineup, you're going to want to play Diggs with Allen, right? So if you right. start with Allen and Diggs, you're not going to be able to play Taylor. I mean, if you do, you're going to be scrounging for the rest of your lineup. So it's kind of a tricky spot because he's the obvious buyback. And then on the on the flip side of, of that for Indianapolis, like who do you, what receiver do you really trust on Indianapolis? I mean, T.Y. Yeah. Hilton obviously is the best one, but I mean between him, Pascal, and Pittman, it's like you can't really count on any of them. So it's a, it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip with yeah. their tight ends as well. Yeah, if you want to be contrarian this week, play a different quarterback and play Taylor. I think that's the way to go, but I just don't know which quarterback. That's the tricky yeah. part. It's really, it's, it's really, really toss-up there for me. Yeah, so what other running backs are you looking at that you could have a lot of success with this week? Well, on Saturday. well, first of all, Saturday there isn't a lot. I'll be completely honest with you. I like – I'm intrigued by Gibson, but then he's going against Tampa, who has a good you know run defense. I'd say probably my sneakiest running back play of either day is going to be Ronald Jones. I feel like – 5500 he's way too cheap mm-hmm. and i think he could, that, that game could turn into a you know a, a bruising game too so he could mm-hmm. end up having you know 20 25 points so i would say that might be my favorite play on the, either day actually is ronald jones to be honest with you yeah we were, what do you we're, think we're about talking, running backs? we were talking i was doing the athletes hub uh, nfl playoff preview show uh on tuesday night and i brought up ronald jones and how he is sneakily one of the better running backs in football that nobody talks about yeah. at all I mean, everybody, when the season started, before the season started, he was their leading back. Then they bring in LaShawn McCoy. Then they bring in Leonard Fournette right before the season. And everybody's forgetting about Ronald Jones. But Ronald Jones is still, even with all that other firepower or famous names, the number one guy. I mean, he was 22 yards shy of 1,000 yards this year, and he missed a few games with injuries. So the guy is sneaky and really good. If I'm looking at the Saturday slate, I'm looking as my two running backs probably, Ronald Jones. The other guy that I think is a little sneaky, I know he doesn't average a lot, but the run defense isn't that good. And, uh, you know, he's had a few really good games. They, they at least pound the rock with him a lot. His last four games that he's played, 21, 
29, 15, and 21 rushes. And that's the Rams' Cam Akers. Yeah. Um, you know, Seattle's run defense isn't the greatest. And they don't have a problem giving Cam Akers the football. Mm-hmm. And again, if Jared Goff is playing, he's playing with an injured hand. If he's not playing, they're going with some backup that no one's ever heard of. Yep. So they're going to run the ball a lot. Or is that too much of a, a play where at that low cost, everybody's going to be picking him up? They might. I think that's the thing. But like you said, 5,100 for Cam Akers. I mean, first of all, they said he had a high ankle sprain two weeks ago. That was obviously a lie, right? You don't play – you don't get 23 carries with a high ankle sprain. So exactly. You don't come I'm back not, I'm not buying that from a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying that too much. I like that play a lot. I don't really care if it's chalky, but the problem is if you're going to play the chalky Josh Allen, you can't play the chalky running back too. So I think Ronald Jones is sneaky. And like you said, he's, he's super underrated. You know, he kind of reminds me of uh, – like the way Le'Veon Bell used to run back when he was kind of in his prime. Like he's real patient. He doesn't like, he's not going to blast through the hole, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Delvin Cook or somebody like that, but he's real, he's a real patient runner. He waits for things to develop. And I I like him a lot this week. And I think he could pay off that 5,500 pretty easy. Yeah. All right. So you're saying, you know, you really want Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and you can't go with Taylor. So what about the other uh, Colts running back in Hines? I mean, he's, he's a hit or miss. He's a boomer bust guy, obviously. You know, he's had games with multiple touchdowns and then games where he is just not part of the offense. Right. Um, do you consider taking him, you know, taking your Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs and then throwing him as your, I mean, what is he, 46, 4,700? Uh, right. 4,700? I mean, yep. I mean, again, I, I, I like the combo of Akers and Jones personally, but if you're if you're hesitant on one of those, you even go even cheaper with uh, Yo Hines. I'm not even going to try to say his first name. Naheem. <laughs> if I tried yeah. to say it without hearing you say it, I would have messed it up somehow. <laughs> no, I like that pick too, to be honest with you. And they're probably going to be playing from behind, which makes him even more valuable. They're, I mean, they're going to be forced to throw him the ball. And like you said, he, I mean, that's a guy that could get you three points, but it's also a guy that could get you 20, 22. So I don't mind that play at all, especially at 4,600. You're going to have to pay down somewhere. And I think, you know, one of the running backs might be a good way to go. So I like that call. Any of the other uh, running backs on the slate that you're, you're eyeing up even a little bit? I don't mind McKissick um, for Washington. I think Tampa's good against the run, and I feel like Washington's going to be playing from behind, so I don't mind him. I think he's he's sneaky, too. He could easily get you 15 to 20 in a week, so I don't mind him. Um, there's not any more running backs that I really love, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, right. right the running back, at least on the on the Saturday slate, is extremely, extremely weak. And that, and, and that kind of leads me to an overall general feeling I've always had, is you don't need to have that $100 million running back to make a run in the playoffs. You know, people spend money. Dallas paid Ezekiel Elliott how much money. You know, Leonard Fournette got a lot of money back. in You know, all these running backs that get the big money, where are they in the playoffs? You know, obviously Henry's in the playoffs, and we'll talk about him for the Sunday slate and all, but where's Dalvin Cook sitting at home? Where's, you know, all the top guys? Christian McCafferty was hurt this year, but Panthers didn't make the play. None of these top guys, Saquon Barkley hurt again, but – you, know, you, you invest all this money in a running back, you don't make the playoffs anyway. So it's kind no. of one of the theories. In, in season-long fantasy, you want to draft the top guys, but in daily fantasy and in, in real life, they're not necessarily the uh, smartest plays. No, and I think, too, this week, like we, we've talked about, everybody, there's going to be a lot of chalk guys in the slate, right? You're going to have to find that guy like Hines that ends up blowing up, and it's, it's probably going to have to be a cheap guy. You're going to have to hit on your crazy plays. Like, yeah, that sounds a little bit crazy to start Naheem Hines, but at the same time, it's like if he hits and he hits 20 points, you're going to cash, and you're probably going to make a you're lot of You're going to cash money. pretty so, big probably then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you got to take chances somewhere. All right. So moving on on Saturday, let's look at the wide receivers. Obviously, we know you love Stefan Diggs going with matching him up with Josh Allen. Um, Where else are you looking? I mean, Terry McLaurin's been injured a lot lately. Uh, Mike Evans popped up on the injury list today, but I mean, they still expect him to play, you know, Lockett and Metcalf. I mean, they scare me going up against the Rams defense. So which way are you going to go there? You know, I like, well, like you said, I like Diggs a lot, but um, I like Antonio Brown. He's kind of been sneakily. I've been playing him for the last like four or five weeks and he's been putting up like 20 points a week. He put, I think 33, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. But okay. he's pretty sneaky for that one. I think everybody's going to go to at you know everybody automatically goes to Mike Evans on that in that game. But I think Godwin's not a bad play, and I think Antonio Brown's a good play too. I'm not going to tell you the truth. I'm probably not going to load up on, especially in the six game slates. I'm not going to load up on Saturday receivers because, like you said, Metcalf, like on paper, he looks good. But for the past three or four games, he hasn't done anything. So I'm probably going to stay away from that game all the way around. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Antonio Brown on a personal is someone I want to see do well. And I have been cheering him on because, you know, I was begging for the Eagles to sign him at the start of the right. season. I said, our wide receivers are terrible. We need Antonio Brown. Everyone told me I was nuts that we'll be fine. And then he still was unsigned and we stunk. And I just kept saying it and saying it. You know, I kept, you know, tweeting that out over and over again. A- AB84 will have a good season. Yeah. And what kind of a season? Nobody- Considering he missed as much time as he did, yeah. I think that's as great of a season as you could have had. Yeah, nobody talks about him ever, too. You hear no. about Godwin, you hear about Evans, nobody talks about him at all. I like that stack a lot better than the other one, that, Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah, Johnny knows I've been talking about AV <laughs> all season long. I just love to be able to say I'm right because I'm, I'm right so little and I have to admit my wrongness so often. I love when I'm right. So he played himself into a big contract for next year for sure. Yeah, he did for sure. Yeah. So anyway, let, 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 let's wrap up the Saturday slates with the tight ends and the defenses. Um, I mean, people overlook tight ends and defenses, but it's a way to really set your lineup apart, in my opinion. Honestly, everyone's going to look at either Logan Thomas or Rob Gronkowski, I think, as the tight end. Um, I don't know if I'll go. It, it depends on where my lineup goes. and what, Normally, I pick tight end early when I'm building my lineup, mm-hmm. so I know how much money I have to spend at wide receiver and running back. But I might wait till the end just to, to pick that that spot. And defense, I mean, you're, the, the difference between the Bills and the Colts, the top and the bottom ranked defense cost-wise and also in production-wise, I mean, it's minimal. So I think you could go top to bottom either defense, any of the any of the six defenses on Saturday. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, Washington, I don't think they're going to win, but I think that defense can end up putting up some points. It seems like they kind of do every week. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like – when you're picking a defense, you don't need to worry so much about how many points you're going to give up. You need to see, are they going to force turnovers? Are they going to get sacks? Washington could get a bunch of sacks in that game and score you 10 points, even though they might you know, give up 35 points. So, exactly. yeah, I like Washington's defense. And then I probably, I don't know, something is telling me that the Rams' defense might be a good play just because of how much pressure they get on the quarterback. So, mm-hmm. they're, uh, yeah, I would say probably, yeah, Rams. I'm, I'm not picking if I'm, I'm, I'm staying to Washington or even I, – I know it, it kills your stack, but I'd even consider going with the Colts because they're one of the highest scoring defenses out of the six playing in fantasy point-wise. And, yeah, you know, Josh Allen's going to put up – just like you said about Tom, Tam, Tam – I keep confusing Tampa Tom and Tom Tampa. You know, <laughs> I, I can't – I want to make a joke every time, and I, 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 I tongue twist it every time. You know, they're going to give up points. The Buffalo could score 35 to 41 points. Yeah. The Colts – Turnover get get turnovers. So well, and that's the thing. I think having, he's an experienced playoff quarterback. It's not like he's yeah. lit the world on fire in the playoffs before. 
So yeah. it's a it's it's a place you can go. And if the Colts want to win, the Colts are going to need their defense to get a pick six or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, two times this year, I think it was either like the first or second week of the season, the guy who won the Millie Maker had a stack for one team and then the other team's defense, which, you know, on paper doesn't make any sense. But it, it makes it, zero it, sense. Yeah, but if a crappy defense gets you eight points, then you're in good shape. So I like that. My gut instinct, though, is Washington for whatever reason. I like taking home teams in the playoffs especially. So mm-hmm. I like Washington the best probably. But, yeah, I don't I mind know. Indianapolis at all or Buffalo or anybody really. Yeah. Any any of those super cheap tight ends yeah. that you look at this week or are we just going to go with the top two or three guys in every lineup? Um, I like Knox for Buffalo. If you want to st- if you want to be unique in that stack, I think that's not a bad option. He gets a lot of targets. Um, mm-hmm. or I should say he run a, he runs a lot of routes. He doesn't get a lot of targets. So, right. he he's not bad. Um, Logan Thomas, obviously everybody knows about him. He's going to be really chalky, but I mean, yeah. over the last like 4 or 5 weeks he's been averaging over 11 points, so it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I really like Rob Gronkowski. I haven't liked him all year. I like him in this game, but the problem is I think because it's a three-game slate that I think actually more people will pick Rob Gronkowski than Logan Thomas, just A, because of the name value and the playoff success him and Tom Brady have had. So I'm, I'm kind of scared that my favorite tight end will probably be the highest-owned tight end. Well, and you get casual fans too, especially for the playoffs. Absolutely. You're going to get people that are going to watch that don't typically play, and they're going to say, oh, I'm going to – you know, put a lineup or two in, and they're gonna they're gonna say, "Oh, I know Gronk, so I'm gonna play Gronk." So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Nobody, with you on that nobody pays attention to tight ends. That's the problem. No. So all right, let me let me let me refresh my screen here and bring up the Sunday slate on DraftKings here real quick. So I have all my notes up. Just for yeah. the record, I think Sunday is a better slate than Saturday. Fantasy, I'm more excited Saturday about it yeah, overall. Um, I don't know. Probably fantasy wise, probably not games overall. Although Tennessee and Baltimore is going to be a good game. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. I, I mean, I've been pretty hard on Lamar Jackson because of his failures in the playoffs last year. So we'll see. So anyway, we got Baltimore leading off against Tennessee in Tennessee. Baltimore's the favorite there. Chicago obviously is a huge dog in the afternoon game to New Orleans. And then we got Cleveland going on the road uh, with a team that's, you know, has no leadership this week um, against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's obviously the favorite. Um where, where are we uh, starting here with the quarterbacks on uh, on Sunday? Well, I think the biggest thing is I want to play Kamara. So I got to pay down a little bit at quarterback. I can't take Lamar Jackson, which I originally wanted to do. Um, so I'm going to take Tannehill, actually. I think he's kind of sneaky this week. 6,600. Like so it's, it's a pretty good price. Um, 26.4 points over his last five games. So the dude kind of quietly gets it done. Um, Antonio Brown's an obvious stack for him. So I'm gonna, I would have pair them, and then I would pair them with Hollywood Brown the other way. So I think that's a stack that could be pretty valuable, and it still leaves you with 51.50 per player for the rest of your lineup. So if you did that stack, you, if you did the Tannehill Brown Brown stack, can you fit Kamara in that lineup? I think you can. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah. I, I love uh, Ryan Tannehill in a short st- like a, a short game, you know, slate like this. You know, in a, yeah. a 10, 12 game slate, I'm not a big fan of it, but with only three games. Ryan Tannehill, he is a, a game manager, but he's a game manager that could put up a lot of points too. So and he's you can even take out. That, yeah. He's going to get you that 16 to 18 points for sure. And then three or four or five times, he's going to get you 30 points. So and you could take you could take out AJ Brown too, and you could replace him with Corey Davis to save some money. I think Corey absolutely. Davis is a good play too. So yeah, I don't yeah, have a problem with that at all. And then you could definitely fit Kamara in. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I'm looking at this weekend or on the Sunday slates. And I think that's one of the – I don't want to call it sneaky because guy, people that pay attention regular to fantasy will know 
that Tennessee's a good play. But there's mm-hmm. a, out of every hundred thousand people that play, eighty thousand of them are just casual. You know, mm-hmm. just throw a few bucks at one lineup kind of people, and they're not going to think to play Ryan Tannehill. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's a great play, Ryan Tannehill. There. Um, I also sneaky love Mitchell Trubisky this weekend because <laughs> I'm sneaky. Saying, I think the yeah, Bears. Gonna, I think the Bears are going to beat the Saints. I honestly do. You know, Kamara. You want to play Kamara? Kamara still has not cleared COVID protocol. Right, that's the problem. So technically, <laughs> he might not even play. And if he doesn't play, Drew Brees still just fresh off of eleven hundred broken ribs. Um, <laughs> so Michael Thomas <laughs> cleared to come back. So there right. is that coming back. But I, I just think all the signs point to three wins in the last four games for the Bears to make the playoffs. Bears are a sneaky play this week. You know, Mitchell yeah. Trubisky. You know, David Montgomery. Um, you know, Allen Robinson. I think Allen it's Robinson. a sneaky team to look at this weekend. What do you think yeah, about that? I don't, I don't hate that at all. I actually like that a lot. And so if Kamara doesn't play, I love Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray was cleared today, so he is going to play for yeah. sure. So I'd go Kamara, but if he's not going to play, Latavius Murray is going to – he's going to be really chalky, but you got to put him in your lineups too. But right. I like the Chicago call too. I hate Mitch Trubisky with a passion, but his weapons are good. And, I mean, Mooney's yeah. been good. Mooney's a really good play too this week. I think yeah, 3,900 is the I don't want to give away all my plays. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just Moody's kidding. a terrible play. Don't play him. Yeah. Um, Moody, nobody take him. Let me be the only person on a five million right. plays down Mooney this weekend. I think no, he had, I, I, I forget how many points he had last week, like 23 or something like that. But yeah, he's he's a sneaky play. And I don't know. Obviously, the, I mean, the worst if, part if, of that stack is the quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky, the last four weeks, I'm rounding these numbers up a touch 25, 15, <laughs> 25, 11. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, you know. What's his price? Goal. But if you go by the every other, that means this week he's going to get 25 again. So, right. you know, what's his uh, price? His price. Let me go back to. Sorry, I hate doing this. You know, back and forth on I screen. I can check too. Yeah, it's uh, 5,300. That's super cheap. See, that's yeah, that's super cheap. Yeah, you get you get 18 points in 5,300. That pays off. So, yeah. um, one real quick with the quarterbacks and also as a team as a whole because of you know Stefanski being out with COVID. Uh, are you staying away from all Cleveland Brown guys this weekend? Yeah, I don't like Cleveland at all this weekend. I like Chubb a little bit. I'll take that back. I, I do like Chubb against Pittsburgh. I think he could have a good game. But yeah, I don't like Baker this week or any of his weapons. So yeah, when, when people don't people are discounting the loss of a head coach and how important that is. You know, he could script the first fifteen plays for you and like set your game plan up to start. But when once the game gets going, he can't you know make those adjustments and you're relying on yeah. your assistants to make those. And who's I mean, I know they named a person as the interim coach for the week. But is everybody going to listen to him? Is there going to be some disagreements there? You know, it's kind of one of those things where I'm scared of that game. I mean, I if, if nobody was on co- the COVID list there in Cleveland, I'd be picking Cleveland to win that game. No doubt about it. And I'd probably be stacking Cleveland if everybody was healthy. But I think there's too many unknowns there. No, I agree with that too. I mean, think about to, – to, to make this a extreme, more extreme example, like what if the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl without Belichick? Like you don't want that to happen. You want Bel- your coach to be there. I mean, that's – that's the guy. So yeah, Stefanski's done such a good job this year with Baker too. So Absolutely. yeah, I'm staying away from. I think there's I think there's a sleeper team going into the future here. I really think Cleveland is think set up in the next two or three years, you know, to really make a you know a real push to take over that that division. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's look at the running backs on Sunday. Obviously, we got Mister December. We'll call him Mister Winter Time. Derrick Henry, ninety two hundred, yeah. most expensive guy of the entire weekend. 
This is where all your running back money is. Not Saturday on Sunday. You got Derrick Henry. You got Kamara at 8,500. You got Montgomery and Chubb, 69, 6,700. You know, you even got J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore at 6,600. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of money to be spent there at running back. We obviously have already heard you say you love Kamara this weekend. Um, any of the other high-priced guys you like, or are you going to go low-end as your second running back? You know, it's hard because, I, like, all the guys you just mentioned, I like all those guys. The problem is, is that are you going to be able to fit them in your stacks? That's going to be the yeah. biggest issue is that, yeah, Henry, I want to play Henry. And the first thing I thought this week is I'm like, I got to play Henry. I got to play Henry. But it's like 90, you know, $9,200 in what's – you're going to have to play – you're pretty much going to have to play Trubisky if you play Henry, I feel like. So, I kind of yeah, like the know. idea. Stack the Titans. Yeah, I don't mind that at all either. I was thinking that Brown same thing. In one uh, I don't mind that at all. You stack Tannehill and A.J. Brown in one lineup. And then you come back in another lineup with Trubisky and Allen Robinson or something like that, or Trubisky and Mooney and get Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that's something that you can think about, isn't it? You could even get Trubisky. Okay, stack Trubisky and Mooney. You could even get Kamara and Henry probably that way. It sounds that's ridiculous, actually, but like those guys are so cheap. I might do that, actually. Now that we're talking I get, about I get, I'm giving you a little information here. <laughs> I'm in. Is teaching the expert here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A a any, I study this all the time, and I didn't even think about that. So, uh, see, I, I literally did no notes for tonight, not to steal someone's hashtag. No notes, and I came up with a good stack right there. Good, good, good game plan right a great there. Great one. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna win a million on Sunday for sure. Except I'm not gonna play the million. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna split it with you, so because I'm playing the same lineup. So, all right. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I I, I won't <laughs> enter the. I, I, I've maxed out millionaire entries this year. I, I'm sticking to three and five dollars slates this weekend. That's what I do too. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't put in that twenty five dollars every single weekend on one lineup. So out of the cheap guys, the guys under five grand, well five gram and under. You got Connors, Hunt. You love Latavius Murray. I already heard you already said that. Gus Edwards, Snell. You know any of those guys? I mean, honestly, I feel like you have to spend the money this weekend on Sunday on the running backs because maybe Kareem Hunt. But outside of that. There really is no value in those cheap running backs. Well, you know, I heard a couple podcasts today that they were talking about playing James Conner. And it's like, I don't know what I'm, I'm like, I might be missing the boat on that one. It's like, I don't know where you're getting that from. I don't have anything that tells me to play him this week. So I think you got to pay up on Sunday slates for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm staying away from all those cheap running backs this week. We'll have to look at the wide receivers. Obviously, Mooney, we love, who's only 3,900. That's fan. That is fantastic value for for him at thirty nine hundred. So you got a lot of question marks, a lot of injured guys. You know, Michael Thomas coming back. You know, missed a few weeks. AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, Schuster, all questionable, but all probably play. Um, where are you going wide receiver wise outside of your stack with AJ Brown and and Hollywood Brown? Where are you looking at your wide receivers? Love Deontay Johnson every week, so I'll probably try to get him in there as much as I can. But I'm going to go a lot of cheap guys. I think. I think Claypool could be a good play this week too. I agree with that one. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pay up at running back and pay down at wide receiver this week. To be honest, on that. Well, slate. if you look at it, the guys that are under 5,500, you got Hollywood Brown, you got Claypool, you got Emmanuel Sanders, which is still kind of sneaky. Corey Davis, I know we both really like him. Mooney. Yeah, I mean there, there's there's not really much else I like down, going further down the lineup unless Des Bryant's gonna have a breakout game or something. You could even start your – I mean, you could always go – if you want to go cheap at wide receiver, you could pretty much go Hollywood Brown and then down from there because you got to get the guys like Brown could get you – he could have a big week and have 30 points. So, I mean, yeah, like, you, know Mooney you, could, you could put him Brown. in there. 
Yeah, Mooney and Brown. You know, and Mooney even like and Brown, you're, had... you're spending 9300 on your wide receivers if you go that way. Right. Uh, that that's pretty that's that's a that's a pretty cheap start to your wide receiver group there. So, I think I just made my lineup or you made my lineup for me this week. So, I want, I want 10% of that winning lineup. <laughs> We're going to have the same lineup in different defenses. That that'll be the only difference. That's good. That's fine. Because then, we'll, then that means one of us will get first and one of us will get second then. That's right. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. I'll, I'll go with it. All right. All right. Good for the brand. I mean, no, we can, we can be different on the tight end too. Let, let me look at the tight end sure. list here. You know, Mark Andrews, he's your top tight end. You got Cook. You got Hooper. Looks like Eric. So do you know anything about Eric Ebron? It says he's out, but it says it's he's been activated. I- so they, if he's been activated, why is he still listed as out on DraftKings? I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, so I like Cole Komet too. Cole Komet only three thousand this week. I think you pairing yeah. if you're going to play a Browns, I mean a Bear stack, you could put Komet in there too. He's only three thousand. Yeah. He, I mean, he's going to get you probably five to ten, but if he gets you ten, that's that pays off. So yeah, I, I, I love I, the Bears. I, I, I thought he, I hated he, the Bears. He, he the play. Yeah. I thought I hated the Bears until this podcast. Now I love the Bears. Yeah, so. I just, I just look at that. Scotty would love it. <laughs> Scotty from Scotty Talk Sports picked the pick the Bears to make a deep playoff run on our preseason like kickoff show on all about the birds, and we all laughed at him. We laughed at him, and we laughed at Johnny for picking the Bills to make a. Oh yeah, Johnny actually picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Scotty only picked them to make a deep run in the playoffs, but we laughed at both I, of them. I, I was on that show. That was my debut. Oh yeah, that was your debut show. We <laughs> yeah. Through do your fantasy segment that's where this show was spawned from yeah that's yep. right you got me to thank for all the success that you have i know pretty much you and johnny i owe all my life to pretty much uh, at this point your life your, your your wife probably hates us though yeah she hates like me too, so. too anyway yeah that, that's another whole time the, the office Anyways, we'll, we'll do a podcast on that later on yeah my, the, the, the office door's not closed because the doll old man al was getting a little nervous me being in here closed tonight so I'll leave it open so she can hear everything we're saying live on the air right now. She's probably like rolling her eyes right now. So bad. All right. So defenses is the defenses slate the same on Sunday or Saturday. It doesn't matter whether you go top heavy or bottom heavy here. I think so. To be honest with you, I, I think so because I'm not going to pay up for any defenses this week. I don't think, and I'm just going to try to hopefully get lucky with one of the lower end ones. Um, Chicago's not a bad one, honestly, because I mean, Breeze has not looked good at all. So, like you said, I think, you know, they get pressure on him, get a, maybe a turnover or two. So, I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean, the Bears at, you know, are the third cheapest at 2,800. You know, Cleveland's second second cheapest at 2,500. And Tennessee, the cheapest at 2,200. I mean, if you want to just go off of track record, obviously, Mark Jackson played pretty bad in the playoffs last year. You know, yeah. so all you got to do is get two or three turnovers or a sack and two turnovers or vice versa. And 2,200 for the Titans defense. You know, you could fit that Kamara Henry stack in yeah. there if you want to. Well, you know, plus, I, I, like I said earlier, I like going defense, home defenses in the playoffs because I feel mm-hmm. like home teams always just play better in the playoffs. And like you said, Jackson wasn't that good in the playoffs last year, and he's always better at home anyway. So being on the road, I don't hate that mm-hmm. at 2200. I really didn't think about that, but now I don't hate yeah. that either. Yeah, see? see I, Any other I, plays you want to give me this week? Jeez. I mean, I was just going to say, I, I'm just going to do that. Hold on. We're, we're just going to. Shrink you up here, you know. I'm just gonna be doing the fantasy show for the rest of the night here. I have six pages of notes, and you just gave me my lineup. So th- take that for what it's worth. Yeah, you're you're done. You're out. You know, done. Yeah. Go back to heat ratio. 
<laughs> go back to eat ring seal. I'll just be your sidekick. I'll just hold your cue cards. And that, that, that's fine by me. Um, so anyway, that being said, I mean, again, I don't know if my, my lines are updated. Um, let, let's just touch on the gambling aspect of it and all. If you're picking these games against the spread, which way are you leaning? Um, again, you could, if you could correct me if you, if you, if you have different lines. Um, I got Buffalo six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Colts. If you had to bet that game, which way would you lean? Buffalo, definitely. See, I think that game might be a blowout. Yeah, see, it's, that's where I'm actually – one of the ones I'm having the hardest time picking. I think it could be 41-14 Buffalo, but I also feel like it could be 35-33 you know, or something like that and yeah. be a super close game. So, I mean, out of the six games, that's my least confident game picking-wise. You know, uh, Johnny's Johnny's making a note. I I, I don't know if uh, I should put this up here or not. You're my hornswoggle. You know, yeah. And like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, he, he he was he was a wrestling midget in WWE back in the uh, day. Uh, Just a lackey that followed you around and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. And Adam <laughs> said, "I said ten percent." Adam wants you to give me half your winnings. All right. I, I I like Adam's thought process there. All right. So you're definitely Buffalo. I'm hot cold on whether to pick that line. The last I checked, Seattle was a four-point favorite over the Rams. Which way are you leaning there? Probably uh, – see, it's hard. I don't know if Goff's going to play or not. If Goff doesn't play, I like Seattle. But I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I'd probably stay away from that one. What about you? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think Goff plays. So and – I, and I think that defense is good enough to slow down Seattle where I actually think the Rams win that game. Seattle has disappointed me yeah, a lot. That's what, not that's not wide per se, but they're based off of expectations to reality, Seattle's a disappointment in my opinion this year. So I'd probably be going the Rams yeah. in that game. Uh, then, then you got Tampa Bay. Last I looked, they were eight and a half point favorites over Washington football team. Slamming Washington in this one for me. I love the Washington pick. I think, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be close. I think, I feel like it's going to be like a three point game and I feel like, yeah, I feel like you got to go Washington. What about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm going like somewhere in the neighborhood of 24, 21. Tampa Bay wins. So I, I love that eight and a half point line and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Again, that's again, if Alex Smith plays just like Jerry Goff, if for some reason Saturday morning, they say Alex Smith isn't going to play, you know, then, then I might stay away from that game, but I'm taking, I don't remember what the under over under is. I think it was like 46 or 48 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I'm taking the under, I don't think there's more than 44, 45 points scored in this game. Yeah. It's 46 and a half. That's, that's pretty, pretty low. I'm I'm going under, and I would I would consider parlaying this, taking the under and the points. So yeah, I, I, like I that do too. that. All right, so I got Baltimore as a three point favorite over Tennessee. <coughs> Where are you leaning there? I have a feeling Tennessee wins this game. To be honest Absolutely. with you, what do you think? I, yeah. I agree. I think I just like I, I mean Derrick Henry at home. I feel like I, I don't know. I feel I just feel like that's a easy one. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, Rams for sure. Yeah, Rams. He's going with the Washington with the outright. Upset, like it. Uh, yeah, I, I think my outright upsets are on Sunday. Um, I'm just picking covers on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I think Tennessee yeah. wins that game too. Dark Henry. I don't know if Baltimore could stop him. Lamar Jackson proved it. Well, he didn't prove, but he didn't play well last year in the playoffs. So this is a big litmus test for him. And like you said, he doesn't play well on the road. So you know, Tennessee has fans in their stadium too. So it's not like it's a a road game with no fans. It's a road game where there's going to be fans billing yeah. you. So. You know, yeah, I'm picking Tennessee to win that game too. So then obviously New Orleans is the biggest favorite over Chicago. And I'm picking Chicago outright. That's my outright. Chicago wins. What's the spread? Mark it down. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the spread. Yeah, well, nine I have them at nine and a half. Nine and a half. Um 
Yeah, Bears too. I think Saints win, but I think the Bears keep it close in that one. Mm-hmm. So I like the Bears with the spread or okay. the Saints with the spread. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, like. right now, every 30 seconds it goes up higher. It was up to like six the other day when I did my notes. So is the uh, Cleveland-Pittsburgh game still six points? Six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm probably, I hate to say it, I'm probably taking Pittsburgh because it ruins my sleeper pick I made like four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, with, all, with, with the loss of their head coach, I don't think they can keep it close, unfortunately. No, I, yeah, I think Pittsburgh too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, we're pretty close to on the same page here. It's just going to be really hard to make those betting picks till we get those injury updates on Saturday and Sunday right. morning. And I, I love parlay yeah. cards. I love to pick four or five games and parlay them over unders, money lines, all that stuff. Problem is, with the amount of injury question marks there are, it's so hard to do a Saturday Sunday parlay card and get you know because you can't you right. can't pick Chicago till you know about Kamara. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't I can't pick. You know that, and put a part of my Saturday thing. So it's 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 gonna be an interesting uh, a betting weekend, I think for me. It's gonna be a lot of last second place bets and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think so too. It's gonna be a good weekend, honestly. These get like the more we talk about these games, the more excited I get about them too. So I like I'm I'm pumped for it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 pumped as well. So I mean, I've I've done it like four shows this week and all. I might as well ask you. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here because we didn't talk about this before the show and all. Who are your final four teams in the championship games this year? And obviously going to the Super what's your final four and through prediction? Chiefs and Buffalo for the AFC. Um, I don't know. I feel like Rams and Packers for the NFC. Rams. Um, I like the Packers. I like the Packers and the Packers and Buffalo. Oh, you're such a Johnny Homer. You just love to pick whatever Johnny picks. Go go do your fantasy. I don't, I'm not that impressed by Kansas City lately. So no, I'm going. I'm going to go with uh, Packers win Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, 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 have, I have the Packers win the Super Bowl as well. That wasn't my original pick. My original pick was the Chiefs over the Eagles. Obviously, that didn't happen. That was a little homer should pick making the Eagles. You know, <laughs> a little bit. When when I pick Super Bowl picks, when I when I look at who I want in the Super Bowl, it comes out. I didn't talk about this on earlier shows. I own a pizza shop. For everybody that doesn't know, you know, I got my shirt on right here. You know. I look at what Super Bowl is going to bring me the most business, you know. And right, right. now, with what team? You know, Johnny's saying you're a smart guy. Yeah, no, not a smart guy. Anybody that's picking Buffalo, no. Just because I don't <laughs> want to hear it. We're going to hear it for weeks on end that Johnny picked the Super Bowl champions and all. You know, Adam saying Chiefs and Browns versus Pack. He's got Washington going to the championship. I, I don't know. That, that's bold. That that's really bold. Really bold. And I would I would agree with you on the Browns if it wasn't for them losing their coach this week. I got Kansas City Titans rematch from last year's championship okay. game, you know, and I still have Kansas City winning it. It's it's really weird because you said you're you're not impressed with Kansas City. Kansas City, we got we got Megan Gorn checking and saying the Bucks. Yeah, I said it right that time. I didn't mess it up. Tampa Tom can lead them this time. I think that the 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 NFC is just too tough. Yeah, my Johnny, sister is Johnny, the biggest. My sister's the biggest Patriots fan of all time, so now she's a Tampa fan because pretty, uh, of pretty course, much one, of, one of those stuff. people. Give up on your your favorite team because your guy goes somewhere else. Yeah, shows how loyal she is, right? Yeah, Adam saying best. Right. That's right. He, he knows. Yo, John, Johnny backed me into a corner last night on the show, and I couldn't I couldn't say no to a challenge. He said, "If Buffalo wins the Super Bowl, I've got to go through the table, just like Bill's yes, Mafia. Bill's Mafia." What, what am I going to do? Am I going to say no on live live television? You know, live live <laughs> right. whatever we call this thing here. No, exactly. Through a table, if Buffalo wins the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> Can I I'm be not, there for that, please? I'm thrilled about that. 
I even said that they can <laughs> if you're not a wrestling fan, you don't know. But I told him and Chip that they can 3D me through a table. So if you don't know what 3D yeah, is be present. I'm gonna fly into Philly for that because I want to be present. So you, you be can be part of the 3D. Google starts with a 3D <laughs> through the table list. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. All right, deadly duck, deadly duck, deadly. Oh yeah, yeah. Drop, you know, I'm a big wrestling guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is this your sister? You know, she's flooding she's our timeline with Tom Brady hate. Or love. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Get Tom Brady off my timeline. All right, so anyway, Brady. I got Packers beating the Bucks actually in the championship game, and I switched my pick to the Packers winning the Super Bowl as well. So, yeah. you, I, I was going to say it before we got sidetracked by all these Bucks comments and me going through a table comments. <laughs> He's really bad. You said that Kansas City hasn't impressed you lately. Kansas City's pulling an NBA thing where they think they could just turn the switch and get it back going. Yeah, yeah. Football, is it not? No, I think it is too. The one kind of trump card is like, I feel like Mahomes is like almost like the LeBron of of the NFL. It's like you still have the best player by far in the NFL on your team. So it's like like, if anyone can do it, it's Kansas City. Yeah. Like if anybody can do it, it's Kansas City. But I'm just – their defense hasn't looked that good lately, and they have no running game at all. So totally points. Um, Yeah, they have not impressed me at all lately. And I can see them kind of stumbling down the road at some point. Yeah, I mean – I also think that would bring me the most business in my pizza shop if it's Packers Chiefs. So yeah, yeah. So there's an interesting Correct. question because we're, we're under an hour here, so I could bring up extra topics here to talk about. I brought up on the show last night. It was a conversation when I did the Athletes Hub NFL preview show. Uh, the founder of the Athletes Hub, Devin Withers, brought it up. that he thinks, and I thought it was an interesting conversation point because it's obviously barring injuries, and we're not wishing injuries, but the way the NFL goes, people are getting hurt at a, a faster rate than they ever have before, that if he stays healthy, that the conversation won't be Tom Brady versus Joe Montana as best quarterback. It'll be Tom Brady versus Pete or Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback. Do you agree with that or disagree with that? I agree with it 100%. I feel like, what is he, like 26 years old or 25 years old? 25. I feel like he's probably going to win three or four more Super Bowls easy. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. What do you think? Yeah, he, he he's like, I'll have five Super Bowls by the time his 10-year contract's up, which means only winning four more, you know, in the next 10 right. years. So, I mean, it's almost it's almost scary to think that we have it. We went from the Tom Brady dynasty. We only had like a little one or two year window where it wasn't the Tom Brady dynasty anymore. We're right into another dynasty potentially with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so. it's crazy. Yeah, but it's like the Chiefs fit exactly what the NFL is nowadays. I feel like it's like it's turned into a passing game. It's turned into like a you know a high scoring affair. They don't play very good defense, but they don't have to. They're going to score forty you know forty some on points per game and. It's and they're, like and they're coached by one of the most underrated, but also yes. one of the top five coaches of all time in Andy Reid. And it took yeah. Andy Reid, what, how many years was he here in Philly? We started, I'm trying to think of my math, like 15 years. It took 15 years for his voice to wear out and have, he was only fired because his voice was just worn out in Philly. It just wasn't connecting anymore. You needed a new voice because there are still pieces here. You know, mm-hmm. so he's going to be in Kansas City for 10 more years too. If he doesn't decide to retire, you know, I mean, he is getting a little up there in age now, but if he doesn't retire, if he makes the championship game this year, I don't know if you saw the stat, he'll be the first coach ever to lead two different teams to three straight championship games. Oh, interesting. I mean, and you know, the the most important things about a dynasty are the quarterback and the coach. The Patriots mm -hmm. had that. And now the chiefs have it. It's like, they have the best quarterback and they have, I think right now the best coach in the NFL too. So it's like, I mean, all the makings of it. Andy Reid has been through the ringer. 
I mean, he's been in the league coaching for so long. It's it, He knows exactly what he needs to do. He's seen every situation. So yep. I'm kind of scared. I mean, my father-in-law, he's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. I mean, he's got Kansas City Chiefs everything all over his house. And uh, he's flown out to Kansas City to see football games. Anytime they're in Baltimore or Philly, he makes sure he goes to trip, you know, to see that game and all. And, you know, I'm just going to have to hear about it for the next 10 years that, you know, Kansas City is so great. So, you know, Andy Reid, too, almost it's almost like he learned how to win. You know what I mean? Like, he's always been a good coach. Uh, I, you know, even when he was in Philly, I liked him. I thought he was a good coach. But, like, these last, like, five years or so, he's learned how to, like, he used to be the guy that, like, he coach a great game, and at the last second, he do something stupid that would kind of kill his team. It's like he's turned into a guy that just knows how to win now. So that's he, huge for them too. Really he was known for wasting timeouts at inopportune moments yeah. and not running the ball yeah. enough. He doesn't yeah. always run the ball a lot now in Kansas City, but they really don't have a, a set running game. But when they have the ability, if he's going up against you know Dallas, the worst rushing defense, he's going to run the ball thirty times. Yeah, he, he's learning. Yeah. He, he's not outsmarting himself like he used to. If, if if it, if a if a uh, you know uh, a penalty is about to come out for delay a game, he's not going to burn a timeout in a meaningless moment. You know, all right, right. whatever. It's just the middle of the third quarter. You don't need to waste that timeout. You know, he he's learned yeah, right. from his mistakes, and where a lot of other coaches are too stubborn to learn from their mistakes. So you know, yeah. I yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm right. a huge Andy Reid fan. I never wanted to get rid of Andy Reid to begin with. I thought some kind of a restart could happen to refresh his voice, but uh, you know, obviously we are where we are right now. But, yeah, Andy Reid may go down as one of the top three coaches of all time, top four coaches of all time. Yeah, I agree with that. Needs another Super Bowl or two, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you got anything else for this weekend before we wrap this show up? No, I just want to say that I'm glad that 17 weeks worth of work was all blown. My credibility was all blown today by uh, just picking your lineup, the same lineup that you picked. So I'm glad I could do that in the last week of the season. I mean, on my lineup, I can't pick because I don't want to have a matching lineup. That's another key thing. <laughs> we haven't addressed this all year. Real quick before we wrap it up, I'll, I'll drop it. There's not many people watching anymore, but if they watch it on replay. So, you know, a lot of people go out there and go on all these different sites that'll customize your lineup for you. But they're giving that same custom line, customizable right. lineup to everybody. So maybe you, you, you got to understand that that's their customized lineup you've got to make changes to it we tell you if we told you all 10 plays you got to switch up one or two of them because then everybody's got the same lineup and everybody's just going to split two dollars you know what i mean so make sure you always whenever you're reading one of those customized lineups you know those optimized lineups you make some adjustments to them and the easiest way to do that is leave money on the table you don't have to go crazy leave mm-hmm. 400 bucks on the table because most people are going to spend all you know fifty thousand or you know forty nine nine leave 500 bucks on the table, leave 400 bucks on the table. Don't go crazy. Don't leave a thousand or something stupid like that, right. but you know, leave a little bit of money on the table. And I guarantee that people don't do that. That's like, it's like that in golf too. It's like, I forget what it is like 98% leave less than $300 on the table. So if you're leaving four to 500 on the table, you're, you're, you're allowed to differentiate itself right there. So hey, don't be scared you, to leave money you, on the table. Great segue there. You, you mentioned golf, you know, the, the football season is almost over. We'll be back next week with another fantasy show. Maybe we'll switch up the day. Because we're, we're, we're going to transition to other fantasy stuff in the offseason. And I know John or, or Jason loves golf just like me. We already did the master show. Yep. The fantasy golf show or the fantasy and gambling show is going to turn into the golf show here in the offseason. Did you put any lineups out there for this week? I did. Yes, I did four. What about you? I just did one because it's the, it's a small field, tournament of champions. I did put up one, uh, one lineup. 
Um, I don't know how yours is looking. I mean, it's obviously not even finished the first round yet, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty good about my lineup this weekend. You know, for the first tournament, not having much information going. I'm winning. I'm profiting six dollars and seventy cents right now. So we're doing yeah, all right. I'm not in the money at good this start. point, but all six of my guys are in the top twenty-five right now. And a couple I thought you were going to say all six. I thought you were going to say all six of you guys are going to make the cut. I'm like, well, everybody makes the cut. Well, yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I don't really I, like it. To tell you the truth, too, I don't like these no-cut events as much because yeah, I, I no feel like event. the more you study it, the more advantage you have. And when there's no cut, it's like there's no – it takes away your yeah, advantage. They're the, small, so. they're the small fields. I just stay away from a lot of entries. I just put one entry just to have a little fun and stuff like that yeah. Um, because, yeah, you, you just really don't know where you're going to go. So, no. yeah, I mean – yeah, you know, it, it, it's really tough to tell. I just went based off of last year's knowledge. You know what I mean? Even though a lot of these guys haven't played since last year, I just went with based off of, you know, who, who like, I, you know, Xander Shuffley, Scotty Scheffler. They were my <laughs> go-to guys last year. Yeah. You know, I picked both of them. And, uh, you know, one's doing well, one's not doing well. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But it's a nice little You sport. know what I just thought of, too? I just thought of a point, not just with golf, but with football or any sport. I feel like one of the first things you need to do when, when you build your lineup in, for any DraftKings sport is go through, scroll through all the way and try to find the guys that are mispriced. Like there's always in every single sport, in every single slate, there's always one or two guys that you're like, how are they priced this low? I need to play this guy. Yeah, so I feel like, yeah, yeah, Mooney, 100%. And there's, it's like that in golf all the time where you'll scroll through and you'll see somebody that's 7,700 that you think should be 8,700. Well, that guy needs to be in most of your lineups that week. So. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the guy that this week in golf, it was, it was, he, he was doing really well early in the tournament. He's kind of slipped back off to 12th place. Carlos Ortiz was my guy. I just, I just looked at the lineup. I'm like, how's this guy at 7,100? Yep. And yep. he, he was in the top three for, you know, first half of his round. And I was like, oh, that was a good pick. I mean, he obviously fell off a little bit there. But yeah, I mean, it's the first tournament. It's, you know, a small field. So I stayed away from it. But next week, we got a full field. So we will address sure. in the fantasy <laughs> game next week, not just NFL playoff. But golf as well. That's why we're going to have to – we're working on adjusting our fantasy, you know, show uh, schedule here just a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, great show as always, Jason. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being a part of this adventure this year. I'm glad I could teach you something on our 17th show. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It only took 17 weeks for me to come up with a good idea. So (laughs) that's all. always fun and games. Um, but again, everyone, thank you for tuning in tonight. As always, this is the All About the Birds Fantasy and Gambling Show. Bill Stifle, Jason Sullivan. You can follow me at Beard and Knowledge. Jason Sullivan at jsully2121. I think I gained you like three more followers this week. So I'm you really did. trying to keep you, you up on that. You know, 250. I appreciate months. it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Of course, follow All About the Birds at AAT Birds. All of our great, you know, other bigger companies that help promote us and support us. At Last Out Media, Last Out Media, great work. John Picard, John Crichton, team over there at Heat Ratio Sports. You know, Tony Cotillo, he's our boy. And at Athletes Hub, you know, they do great work and they always share all our stuff. So, as always, thank you all very much for tuning in. We will be back, I guess, our next show. Actually, yeah, real quick before we turn it off. Sunday, the first ever, Johnny came up with the name on the spot. All about the fan show on Sunday at 1130. I'm going to give the link. Come on the show with me to any fan that wants to, to to talk Phillies, Sixers, Flyers, you know, football, anything you want to talk about. I will debate you live on the air. I'm still calling out Vic. I'm not going to name his last name. He doesn't have the guts to come on and debate (laughs) me, but I'm going to call out Vic. Um, Everybody, the All About the Birds fan forum, we're going to do it on Sunday at 1130. 
Everybody awesome. is invited to join. I'm allowed to have up to six people on the screen at a time. There'll be a little wait line if there's a lot of people. I might be sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Who knows? Adam's saying it as we always end the show. Go birds. <laughs> go Lions. And tickets this weekend, right? Find a GM this week, Lions, please. For yeah, the love of right. God. Find a GM. Don't hire Lewis Riddick. Hire.